Thanks for listening to our message from our Sunday service. Here at Highlands Church, we believe in equipping you to have a life full of purpose, just like you were designed to. We hope this message will inspire, build, and help you for life in your faith journey towards Jesus. We can't wait for you to join us next weekend. But for now, please enjoy this message from us. Hey, welcome everyone to Highlands Church Online. My name is Ben. I'm one of the team here at Highlands. And today I'm speaking on our new series called More Than a Manger, where we are looking at who Jesus is and especially around the time of uh, Christmas and food and presents and fun and laughter that, hey, who we see Jesus as, what we see Christmas as, there is more to the story than we know. Because, uh, hey, who is holding out for Christmas right now? Who is holding out maybe for some time off from work? Who's holding out maybe for a Christmas bonus, holding out for some time with friends and family? Christmas is a time that we really get to hold out for as we get excited for the season that we are about to step into. I know I am, and I know so many other people are. There's one person, a friend of mine, who they love Christmas so much, they would celebrate it in July if they could. They are so Christmassy, but I started a tradition with them where every year I get them an advent calendar in November so they can count down the days till they're allowed to celebrate Christmas because I'm a firm believer in Christmas is December 1st. That's when you're allowed to start. So if you're watching this and it's past December 1st, you've made it. Let's get jolly. Let's get festive. We can do it now. So Christmas is more than just those things. Christmas is much more than the time off work. Christmas is so much more than the festives and the celebrations, but there is more to the meaning of Christmas than we know and that we live out. Because it's the same for Jesus as well. When he was alive on earth, you know, Christmas, we celebrate the birth of Jesus, our Savior. And while he was on earth, people had very differing opinions of what he was there for. And every single person, whether it was the religious who thought that he was a zealot, who thought he was going to, uh, break the status quo, whether it were the people thinking he was um, a prophet coming to just share good news, whether he was uh, what the Jewish thought, that he was a rebellious leader who was going to come in on a, with a, a sword on a horse and was going to conquer the Romans and free the current Jews from their oppression. Whichever angle we look at it, Jesus was there to say, hey, I am more than these things. I've come for more than just freeing you for now. I've come for more than just to change the religious status quo that they're is to bring more life and more freedom. See, Jesus was saying he is more than all these things. And for us ourselves, God is more for us than what we think he is. He's more than just our freedom. He's more than just our savior. He is more than just our healer. There is more to God than we know. And there is so much more we get to experience from him. You know, I think of a great promise in the Bible. I I think of a great moment where uh, People were looking at God as just for one thing, one very tunnel-visioned moment. And I'd love to go back all the way to the Old Testament to the Israelites as they were looking and wandering through the Promised Land. Because I think this is one of the biggest promises in the Bible. This is one of the, the, the biggest just moments for God and his people as the Israelites were looking for the promised land as God was leading them there because this was something they desired, right? They desired a land for themselves as they had left Egypt as slaves, going through the desert, being led by Moses uh, for who and where they were going to go was to be their own people. 
Now, it's really important to understand that this was really important for them to get a place of their own because these guys were slaves for generations. Millions of people, slaves for generations, always restricted. Now, if we look at the Bible, it records the promised land as a place flowing of milk and honey. Now, two really specific condiments that I don't really understand how that benefits people. But if we look and break it down a little bit, I think it is actually quite interesting. When God describes it as a land flowing with milk and honey, what he is saying there is that, hey, milk and honey is a rich food. Now, when they were slaves in Egypt, they did not have a richness of anything. So to go from being slaves saying, hey, you're not just going to have the bare minimum, you're going to have a richness in things. Now, I also love that where he says he uses the word flowing, a land flowing with milk and honey. Now, this goes to show that, hey, there is going to be an abundance of this. So not just that you're going to have a richness, but your richness is going to be in abundance, which was just a total mind shock for the Israelites at the time that, hey, our God is leading us to a place where there is a richness and it is flowing for us. It was so different from where they were before. So this is where they were viewing God as this is what the Israelites were following and saying, God is going to lead us to this one place. He's going to give us this one thing. But again, as we know, Through all of this, God is more, and He has more for us. And there was a moment where Moses, their leader, was having a conversation with God, and I think Moses understood this. He had a bit of a revelation that said, God has more for us. I don't want to settle with little. I don't want to settle with what's good now. I don't want to settle with just fixing the one little solution now, but no, I want what God has for me. I want more. I want all of it. I want what God has for me for my whole life. Life. Let's read in Exodus 33. The Lord said to Moses, Get going, you and the people you brought up from the land of Egypt. Go up to the land I swore to give to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. I told them I will give this land to your descendants, and I will send an angel before you to drive out the Canaanites, the Amorites, the Hittites, all the different people. Go up to this land that flows with milk and honey, but I will not travel among you. Then Moses said, If you don't personally go with us, don't make us leave this place. See, Moses came to a realization. Hey, if my God is not going to be with me, I don't just want the promise. I don't just want this one thing because I know a life with God is going to bring so much more blessing. Even though there's the promise of richness, the promise of an abundance, I know that there is found so much more in the safety of my Father. I know there is so much more in the presence of God than just going to this one thing. See, we have these promises too. But what happens when we are chasing the promise over the promise maker himself? Because I think one instance when we, where we need to view God as more than, God is more than a genie. Jesus is more than just a genie who grants our wishes. We go, God, I need this today. I'm going to pray. God, I need uh, a miracle here. I'm going to pray this. And we keep going, God, answer this. God, answer this. And we start to treat God a bit like a genie. But we've gotten things around the wrong way. See, I think we've gotten things around the wrong way. See, God is not a genie that grants wishes. God doesn't grant our wishes. See, we are meant to be living out His wishes for our lives. And we know our God is a loving Father who has the best things in store for us. But we've confused ourselves with this thinking that, hey, if it's good, it must be from God. 
because I'm asking for so many things, because God is my genie, because I ask him for things that, hey, if it's good, it must be from him. And this is where we are letting opportunity come into our lives for the devil to take us off course, for the devil to take us away from where God is wanting us to go and over this way. We start to go that, oh, well, if there's a sale on at this store, it must be a blessing from God. Whereas, hey, maybe that's uh, the devil trying to lead us towards temptation. Maybe there's a relationship that starts to pop up around us and we go, oh man, this is from God, but hey, maybe this isn't a wise relationship we should be stepping into if we're not seeking God. We look at opportunities and go, oh, that person forgot I did this thing, or hey, they forgot about the words I said. It seems like they're forgetting me. Cool, that's great. Does that really sound like Jesus just seeing an opportunity go by? No, see, I think we need to be alert for the world we live in, that just because good things are coming does not mean it's from God, but God has a certain life for us. That it's not about the one individual promise. It's not about the single opportunity, but it is about everything He has for us. It's about the life that He has for us. And I can guarantee that even when He was just a baby in a manger, He was so much more. That everyone's view of Jesus has been limited and we need to open our eyes up to see, God, what is the life you have for me? What is not just the one promise that I'm chasing? What is the life full of promises that you have for me? Come on, we need to live a life as people who chase the promise maker over the promise. God's promise turns good to great. And I think that is why Moses said no, because he realized that this one promise now will be nothing compared to the life of promises that is with God. In Exodus 33, it says this, how will anyone know that you look favorably on me, on me and your people, if you don't go with us? For your presence among us sets your people and me apart from all other people on the earth. Come on, that is how our God is more as He sets us apart from others. The people will see your life, every, not just one moment, but every decision, every part of your life, from your work to your home to your family to everything. And there is something that sets us apart with God's presence with us that He is more than just the one promise, He is more than just the one gift, He is more than just the one month we celebrate Christmas, but He is so much more. The promise maker is so much more than just the promise. See, if we stay with that initial promise, the one thing that we're chasing, what that means is we're actually going to miss out on the future and current promises that God has for us. See, God has always had a view for us that He wants us uh, looking for more in Him, that we aren't staying in the same place, that our view of Jesus should not be exactly where it is, that we start believing and following Jesus, but our, our relationship with Him should grow over time and our reliance on Him should grow and our view of Him should expand and expand as we get to know more of who He is and the will for our lives. I like how Paul puts it in his letter to Timothy in uh, Timothy 4 verse 7. It says, I have fought the good fight, I have finished the race and I have remained faithful. Now the prize awaits me. This prize of living life, chasing the promise maker. Not just the one promise, not just staying where he is, but he was running, chasing God, following God in everything that he did. And I'd love to encourage you as we're in this season now where uh, all the eyes around the world seem to be looking at baby Jesus in the manger. And I'd love to invite you to start to look beyond just a baby in a manger, just a reason for the family coming to celebrate, but choosing to go, you know, I want more of God and I'm going to invite more of God into my life because that is who He is, that is what He is there for, is to, to help us grow in our lives for every single step. 
Come on, he is not a genie who grants our wishes. There is so much more to a life with him. Let's not be like the Israelites who just were chasing the one promise, who were looking after the one thing. But let's be like Moses, people who say, hey, if you are not in that God, Jesus, if you are not in this one promise, I don't want it because I would rather a life with you than just one thing because I know you are so much more and I know that there is so much more of my life that I need you with me, Jesus. I want to take a moment to pray for you. Why don't we all close our eyes wherever we're watching from? Jesus, I thank you so much that you are more, that you are more than a baby in a manger. You are more than a good teacher. You are more than someone who is just fighting on my behalf for this moment now. God, I thank you that you are more and that you want to be involved in every area of my life. And God, I pray that for everyone watching right now, that as they're looking at, maybe there's a certain promise they're chasing. There's a certain thing they are attaining for and their view might be slanting towards you as a genie. God, I pray you open their eyes up to show them that you are there for more. In every area of our lives, we can seek you, Jesus, and that our relationship with you as well and our understanding of you should grow and there should be more. We thank you, Jesus, that we will never reach the end. And there is so much more that just like Paul, we're going to keep chasing and we're going to keep moving and striving forward in life to see all you have for us. God, I thank you right now and for people who haven't made a decision to follow you yet, Jesus. Come on, if you don't know him, if you haven't started this life with God, if Jesus has always just been a baby in a manger, or if he's always just been something that comes up around Christmas or Easter time, I'd love to invite you to start this life with Jesus, to say, Jesus, I want more of you. Encourage you, say a prayer, say, Jesus, come into my life, show me who you are. And we love seeing people make decisions for Jesus. If you made that decision for Jesus, that is fantastic. And I encourage you to keep praying and seeking Jesus. Have a great week. Well, thanks for sticking around on Highlands Church Online. We get to debrief and kind of go over a little bit more of the message with Ben here on what he shared. So thanks for that, Ben. That was great. Look, we're talking about how we keep going with God is what you were kind of discussing, that we don't just stop. But what's some advice you might give uh, people who feel like they are feeling a bit stagnant, feeling like they have stopped growing and finding out what God has for them? Is there any good tips that you found or in the Bible that kind of can get us going again and, and get that momentum back so we might experience the more that God has yeah, for us. Absolutely. And the, the worst thing about being stuck or stagnant is we don't just stop, but we drift further back. Yeah. And that's where when we stop, we end up being worse than we were before because all of a sudden the current has drifted us further away. So the, the first thing is we've just got to get, get moving again. Yeah. And it, it's very much like gym. It's very much like eating healthy. It's all those things where it's like, oh, I don't feel like doing this, but I just know it's good for me. Right. One thing I always look to when I'm reading scripture or Bible, anything is it's not just a, like, it, it's not a, it's not Panadol for an instant pain fix now. I'm not reading scripture to go, cool, this is, I need this now, but it's a, I just know this is good for me. It's going to do something in my spirit and help me at a later time. Something will happen. So I think the, the first tip is just to push through and just do the things that you might not want to do, where get around a good church community, engage in worship, listen to worship music, read the Bible, go to small group, go to a dinner party, have those things so that I guess the, the atmosphere around you or the current around you is going to drift you back into a spot where like, oh man, you know, I am feeling more alive in my faith. I am seeing more of God now because, you know, I, I think of the example where if you try to sit still in the, in the, in the beach, the current is going to drift you away. Yeah. So I think in the opposite, instead of letting the world current drift you further away from God, get around a good environment that's going to drift you just closer to Jesus. Yeah. No, that sounds great. Awesome. 
Well, hopefully that spurs on some thoughts, uh, encouragement for you or conversations in your small group as well of going, well, are you guys feeling stuck? Are you moving forward? And how, asking each other or just yourself, where am I at on that and how can I continue to go forward? Because I don't want to miss out on what God has That's for it. me. And I don't, we don't want any of you to miss out on that either. Mm. Um, so hopefully that was helpful for you and that you are moving closer to God as well. Look, thanks so much for watching us online. We'd love to connect with you and help you grow in your faith. Uh, I want to encourage you that there is more of God to know. There's more of him to find out that there's freedom for you to have even further than what you've got in your life. That we want you to discover your purpose as well and ultimately make a difference in your life. Uh, so reach out to us and, and we'd love to just have that conversation and see how we can help you reach what God has for your life as well. But thanks so much for watching today. Hope you have a great week and we'll see you at Church Online next Sunday. Thank you again for being with us. We hope you feel encouraged to take these words with you to live your best life. For more resources and to connect with us, find us on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube and our website as Highlands Church.